2020 has been an eventful year for all of us globally, particularly for healthcare workers and older adults in long-term care. However, 2020 had silver linings that would stand out as astonishing triumphs of human achievement in any other year. There were tremendous leaps in areas ranging from public health to medicine and technology. There's so much to fight for and honor the work of many people who, under adverse conditions, in a challenging time, still made tremendous progress on critical problems. As we move into 2021, having lost many things that we should not have lost, more than 1.5 million preventable deaths have occurred so far. Hundreds of millions have been pushed into spiral of poverty. But beneath all of that, there is still real work in the world which transforms our lives, helps older adults, treats disease, and makes the future brighter. That work deserves a spotlight. So here are one of five conversations with friends and industry experts share their silver linings as they go into 2021. Hello, everyone, and thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. For those of you I don't know, I'm Han Brown, host of the podcast Boomer Living and a longtime member of the senior living industry. It goes without saying that 2020 has been a very difficult year. The pandemic has made our already busy lives even more chaotic. Given the negativity, stress, and the anxiety this year has created for us, I thought it would be nice to step outside of 2020 for a moment and focus on the good that is going on in our industry. While the older adults and the heroic frontline workers have struggled this year, the senior living industry has incredible new advancements. So today, I am joined with industry friends and experts to shed some light on some of these positives. So I hope today's event will leave you with something positive to take with you into 2021. Personally, I find many reasons to be thankful, even though this year has been incredibly hard. The silence forces me to reflect on my life purpose, relationship with those important to me, and my own health. So witnessing how those close to me have handled loss inspires me to live beyond my fear. So without further ado, let's kick off with our first guest. Hello, everyone. My name is Lakeland Hogan. I am Home Instead's gerontologist and caregiver advocate. And I want to thank Han so much for bringing us all together today to talk about the positives of 2020. It has been a challenging year in so many ways, but I have seen a lot of positives personally and professionally. So excited to share with you all today. So I would say one of the positives of this pandemic of 2020 is that it really has shown a spotlight on the needs of older adults across the care continuum. And for me, I work within the home care industry, and we were seen as an essential service during this time. It really elevated the services that we provide and the employees that provide that care. So I see that as one of uh, the silver linings to come out of all of this. But uh, secondly, I've also seen just generosity of our community as a whole and the empathy that we're all now experiencing for those older adults that have been 
been experiencing isolation and loneliness. And people are taking action. They're doing things about it. And it's really been inspired because of this pandemic. So I think when we look at the greater picture, our company, we've started a pen pal program to connect lonely seniors with people in the community who want to make a difference. And this year, we also had a very successful Be a Santa to a Senior program where people want to donate to uh, seniors that might be isolated and lonely this year. So we really are seeing the generosity and the empathy coming out of this year. And I just really hope and pray that it continues to be that way and that we continue to find ways to provide care and support uh, and generosity to the older generations as we go forward from this year. Wishing you all happy holidays and cheers to 2021. Take good care, everyone. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Greg Rigoni with the Pineapple Academy. It's great to be with you today. Happy holidays to everybody. Thank you so much for the invite to be here and speak to you today. Yes, 2020 has been a, a more than interesting year. Uh, our buckets have been filled and flowing over and, and trying to stay on top of everything. And it was a particularly interesting year for myself personally. We launched a new company last year and we actually launched our product, which is the Pineapple Academy in January. And so within, within a month of our launch, the COVID news starts hitting and things started changing. And of course, for us as a startup, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but a very interesting thing started happening. We started recognizing the fact that because we are a, a software for service type company, we had something really great to offer people and, and, and people started recognizing that and it was just amazing what happened to us. And I'm so grateful to all of our vendor partners that we work with, uh, all the clients that have come on board with us and given us the opportunity to really help people in a time of, of real you know, difficulty and in some cases, tragedy. And it makes me feel good that the Pineapple Academy and me and my team, we've, we've done what we can do to help uh, make things easier for people. We've developed checklists to help people with p- pandemic readiness, dining room processes, kitchen processes, things to help people manage what's going on uh, in today's environment and beyond. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of the things that, that we talk about in the Pineapple Academy were things that we should be doing every day anyway. It's just that the pandemic has put a huge spotlight on all these things. And so I'm very grateful for the, the relationships we've forged. Some of the people that we've been able to meet and begin to work with have just been tremendous. I feel there's a lot more willingness amongst vendors and operators to meet in the middle to help solve these problems. So thank you so much to everybody that's listening today. Thanks for what you're doing. The taking care of our seniors and our boomers is important. And, you know, it's a sign of a culture. The quality of the culture really shows in the way we take care of our seniors. And so I'm a huge advocate of all the things that all of us are doing. Anything we can do to help forward those messages, please let me know. And I'd love to help you. But again, we got to take care of our seniors, and it's really nice to see what's happened this year and people's efforts to take care of our seniors, but then one, one another also and taking care of our staff. Kudos to all the, the line staff out there, housekeeping, you know, all the nurses, food service, everybody's worked so hard, and, and we've even lost some of those people this year due to COVID. So my heart goes out to, to everybody 
But thank you for everything you're doing, everybody on the front lines. It's much appreciated. And I'm really looking forward to a much brighter, happier 2021. And uh, looking forward to being back next year and reflect on that. So take care, everybody. Hi, my name is Nan McDonald. I have a couple different roles. I am the Chief of Data Operations for Northwestern's Feinberg's Institute for Augmented Intelligence and Medicine. And then uh, I also am a VP of Business Architecture for a company called Health LX. And this year has been an incredible year. I think that on the one hand, COVID has been a difficult time, but also in healthcare this year, one of the things that we saw was the passage of a new rule based on the 21st Century Cures Act that basically allows patients access to their data. And this is a journey that we've been on for for the last 14 years. And to see that actually come to fruition and to see all of the players within the healthcare market come together to make that happen has been really inspiring. And this really lays the groundwork for us to take a look at how things like AI and machine learning can really use data in order to drive better healthcare and engagement for the industry. And especially as you think about the whole, the way that we have to be able to take data and use it to help our seniors, as well as everybody else that's in the healthcare spectrum. I also, it's been an interesting year because uh, our institute launched right in March, just before all this kicked in. And so it was a strange time to launch, but there's been a lot of enthusiasm because like, this is something that's absolutely necessary. And so watching some of the work that's been going on the vaccine, realizing that normally it takes us 16 years from the time that we do research to the time that we actually bring something to market. And for these vaccines, we've seen that happen in 11 months. And so I'm really excited that like we're actually seeing data being use and to be able to take care of our elders. So I want to say to everybody, the frontline workers and everybody that's struggling, happy. I hope that this year you can take some comfort from the fact that we have all come together and really looked at this problem and helped to solve it in record time. And looking forward to 2021, when more data will get liberated and we'll be able to use it to help with the health of others. 2020, gosh, that was the year of two things for me. Number one, it was the year of restoring my mental health, working on handling, avoiding anxiety through therapy and eliminating depression, coming out of stay-at-home mom life back into the workforce. So restoring my mental health, number one, and I'm on the road to achieving that, even though it's like a long battle. Number two, breaking free from perfectionism. This is a little bit of Brene Brown, perfectionism. So I'm going to give you guys, and, and gosh, the two minutes I have left to speak, I'm going to give you the why behind this. And I know that there are moms and dads, working parents, and maybe you don't have kids, but you've been in this situation before. And we have two decisions. Number one, we can let it define us. And number two, we can roll with the punches and be imperfect and just go. So last night, I got really nauseous, migraine. I've got two kiddos, and one of them could not sleep. So I did not get much sleep, still have a, a migraine lingering this morning, got kids off to daycare, still with the migraine. And 
50 minutes before I was supposed to speak, our power went out. <laughs> so again, when I talk about my, my 2020 restoring mental health, I could either have an anxiety attack and freak out. And if it's not perfect, or I could say, you know what? Roll with the punches. I'm going to show up my hair wet in the dark. This is all I could find in my closet and show up. And number two, breaking free from perfectionism. So as we look at 2021, it's an imperfect world. Thank goodness for that. We don't have to put on our absolute best every single second of the day. We can be real. We can be vulnerable. We can be imperfect. And the best thing about that is our teams, our family, they can actually relate to us. Like they can relate to us being human. So that's all I have for today. Follow me on LinkedIn if you want to see some funny, sarcastic, but also real posts on mental health and how you can help your coworkers. And cheers to being imperfect. Thanks, Han Brown. I appreciate the opportunity to speak. Okay. So I work in Alzheimer's disease space and the good news here comes after a lot of bad news. In Alzheimer's disease, we've been working on these drugs called monoclonal antibodies for over 15 years. And they're supposed to bind to and remove the toxic pathologic protein that builds up in Alzheimer's disease that causes the disease. And it's been really hard because as all this knowledge accumulates on one side, there's been no disease modifying drug on the other side. And so people are frustrated. Funders and pharma are getting cold feet. And even retention and recruitment into these trials has gotten difficult. So this year, there's been some mixed data, and one drug company, Biogen, looks like it partially broke through, and it's submitting one of these antibodies to the FDA called aducanumab. And while the approval of that drug may look unlikely, it's a hugely important milestone in this disease and in this journey of trying to get a disease-modifying therapy. And so it's opened up the door to so many other projects, to so many different lines of inquiry into Alzheimer's disease. So 2020 looks like it could be a tipping point from really dismal doldrums into a really bright future and ultimately a disease-modifying therapy. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Michael Claude, and I thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this live uh, audience today and talking about the positives of 2020. For me, a few years ago, I was in a serious vehicle accident, nearly lost my life, and I got to experience after leading my nonprofit for 32 years, I semi-retired this year, but I got to experience direct care in my own nursing home by caregivers and the frontline uh, workers. And that gave me extraordinary new appreciation for the work that they had been doing with me for many years. But the thing about the positives of COVID is the extraordinary recognition of frontline caregivers, not just physicians, but and the registered nurses that are often that we see in TV today, but the housekeeper, the dining services person, the direct nursing assistant, so many individuals that are behind the scenes that often aren't necessarily recognized or appreciated who've put their lives at risk to support people in their communities and to treat people in this very serious disease. It is such a blessing to finally see some of the recognition of frontline caregivers and the work that they're doing that is so important in our country. This, There are many aspects of transformation that will permanently change from this pandemic. Digital healthcare is here to stay. 
the way we serve and care for seniors is going to see exceptional transformation and new ideas and creativity and lessons learned from this pandemic. So there is profound blessings when you look at this. There is great sadness, and yet I am so very proud of all the folks who have been involved in this vaccine's development, more vaccines than just one, and what an amazing accomplishment to do that safely, to test it, and to be able to provide it for people throughout the world. The, The response to this challenge from Purely Vaccine is amazing. So my appreciation and my thankfulness, again, to the frontline caregivers in particular, but to all who have sacrificed their lives to take care of friends and neighbors and to the unknown, thank you so much. And I wish you many blessings this holiday season and into the next year. And I'm excited to see what the future has to bring. My name is Steve Fuller. I'm a physician. I'm the president of of Illumination Analytics, which is a private research company in senior living with a special focus on assisted living. There's a number of things in the assisted living sector that I think deserve mention from my particular point of view. One is that a good thing that's happened is that there has been a, a focus now of healthcare, of the importance of healthcare in assisted living for a long time. In fact, even since its origin, assisted living has primarily been a residential uh, social model, and it really hasn't appreciated the value that healthcare brings to it. And as far as taking care of residents is concerned, but COVID has crystallized that now and brought it more to a point of discussion where more people are talking about it. And even some assisted living communities, unbelievably, are implementing a more rigorous alignment with the healthcare professionals, doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and so on. And so I think that's one of the things that's been a good thing that's, that's come about in 2020. And there's a couple other things that, that, from my perspective, deserve mentioned as well. One is, or excuse me, another one is that it's really underscored uh, the importance of vaccinations for healthcare professionals. For a long time, we really haven't made a strong enough statement industry-wise, in my particular point of view, for the for flu vaccinations for um not only residents, but also the caregivers of the residents and everyone involved in caring for residents in assisted living or even nursing homes. And uh, the vaccination coming up for COVID and also the vaccinations that are available for flu are really on the forefront of people's vision right now and looking to um, how to really encourage workers and residents to get these vaccinations. And so the second Good thing, I think, is that it's brought to the discussion, the public discussion uh, forum, the importance of getting vaccinated uh, for the flu. And now even just as importantly, or even more importantly, the COVID vaccine. And I really hope we have a high rate of participation for vaccinations. Another thing that's uh, been good that's come out in 2020 is really a, a focus on the implementation of infection control policies and procedures. This has been something even surprisingly in nursing homes that has not um, is not really had the importance that it deserves to have. And COVID really exposed our vulnerability with respect to how we handle infections. And by virtue of assisted living being so closely aligned with nursing homes, the infection policy and procedures that have been implemented have been a real positive thing that have come that has come to the fore 
in 2020. Another important thing that's come about is is really the realization of the importance of the psychological well-being of people who come into assisted living and are residents there now. That's been an undercurrent of, of concern, and it's been a passing sort of virtue that assisted living has laid claim to, but really hasn't really hasn't done enough to uh, speak about the importance of it. And so the psychological well-being of residents of assisted living is now uh, a real important discussion topic and a real important, real important service that is emphasized. And I think uh, that emphasis is another important feature um, that's come about in 2020. And finally, although there are many good things that have come out in 2020, I think, another one is is drawing the similarity between assisted living and skilled nursing. Before this, assisted living has been, as everyone knows, primarily a residential social model, and they have wanted to keep an arm's length distance between them and their mother, which are nursing homes. But as a result of getting federal funding, they all of a sudden have embraced their mother and now are in a tight hug with their mother, assisted living and nursing homes, in order to get federal funding. And so this may instigate a troublesome aspect from one standpoint, and that is assisted living is now more closely aligned to nursing homes than perhaps they want to be, but as a result of the need to get federal funding. But it might also have a good thing that would spin out of this, and that is for somebody in assisted living, some corporate entity, some some spokesperson that has credentials, a corporate, a, a company or a corporation that has credentials could to stand up and uh, lead the assisted living industry for the virtues and, and all the positive aspects that it has and to differentiate it from nursing homes. Because if it doesn't differ, if it doesn't step up with an assisted living leader and differentiate itself for nursing homes, then it's all of a sudden going to be subject to the same federal uh, guidelines and same federal regulations. And all of a sudden we'll have the minimum data set implied, implemented in assisted living and will just be one big swimming pool of assisted living and skilled nursing facilities all swimming together in the same water, which is not what I don't believe either industry wants. And so a positive, one of the positive things and good things that have come about as a result of this sort of confusion between the difference between assisted living and nursing homes is that it might prompt a leader, an assisted living, a validated assisted living leader, corporation. It has to be a, a corporation uh, that would stand up and lead the industry and differentiate itself. First of all, define itself what assisted living is, and then lead itself, lead the industry as a separate and distinct entity from nursing homes. And so that's a few thoughts that I have. I always have a lot more thoughts that I'd be happy to share, but that's what I have for today. Han, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak today, and I wish everybody happy holidays and a very prosperous new year and very uh, a lot of success in the coming new year. So thanks very much, and I'll stop there. Hi, I'm Kate Fassbender, and mixed in with all the good things and the bad things that happened this year, there are a few things that rose to the top for me. The first is we found our purpose again in sending cards and postcards and things in the mail as a way of connection. As a creator of the Dementia Letters Project, letters have always been important to my work and what I do. And so, it's great to see that other people 
are, are rediscovering this very simple and easy way to connect with our loved ones when we can't physically be with them, or we may not have been able to spend enough time with them as time together is, is very limited and, and distant. Another thing for me that became a positive is that I saw an energy of younger people in high school and in college looking to to enter the field of aging and dementia. And that is needed. That excitement and that energy is going to help us push forward to accomplish the things that our industry has been talking about for decades at this point. It's new perspectives, it's creativity, it's curiosity now being moving into aging and to, into dementia. And I'm really excited to see where that will go and how that will transform what we're doing. And the third thing that really stood out to me this year as a positive is taking along with that energy and that excitement of younger people entering our industry is that our industry is now talking with one another. Medical professionals are talking to, to activities directors People who are teaching artists or creative arts therapists are now talking to gerontologists and geriatricians. And there's communication going on. There's communication going on beyond between the practitioners and the academics. And there's great hope that this will break down the silos that some of us have been talking about and are concerned about is that we can now, you know, this year gave us the opportunity to break down those walls to destroying those silos so that we can communicate and work together to really to create change to help those live with great dignity as we age as we serve those who are in older adults who are aging who need us who we may need someday and so those are three great things that I have really held on to this year that I hope I and other people will push forward for many years to come. And may we always seek light in in the darkness, whatever that darkness may be. I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. And may we continue, may we can continue the positive momentum that we created this year. Rick Bannis from Garden Management Solutions. We operate nearly 60 primarily assisted living and memory care communities. And the Three positives that I have uh, pulled from this past year is, first, the extraordinary dedication and commitment from the staffs at each of the communities. When you take a look, the extra hours that they have been willing to put in, their embracing of the uh, new policies, procedures, protocols that we have had to put into place over the last nine months to help protect both residents and communities. They're embracing the use of social media and helping residents use social media applications to be able to connect with family members. The second is the creativity, the ways that staffs at the communities have creatively engaged with residents. One of our communities, the dietary department, decided to treat residents to cupcakes for lunch. They shaped meatloaf into the shapes of, the, of cupcakes. They took the mashed potatoes and uh, topped the meatloaf with uh, mashed potatoes to look like ice cream with a dollop of ketchup on top for the cherry. A staff member at a community dressed in a turkey costume and handed out 
turkey grams to residents in their apartments at another community for Thanksgiving. The staff dressed in costumes and treated residents to an appropriately physically distanced Thanksgiving Day parade. It included Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, elves, another community with the need for new residents moving into the community to self-quarantine when Elf on the Shelf showed up for this year's visit. Elf on the Shelf was quarantined in a glass jar for 14 days. One of our communities has set up opportunities for residents and family members to socialize with each other through uh, chair chat window visits. At one of our communities, when the Kentucky Derby was postponed, they brought in, staff members brought in hobby horses. They set up an obstacle course and they timed themselves and videotaped themselves racing around the obstacle course to see who had the fastest time. And residents were able to watch the uh, videotape in their apartments. Another one of our communities, many of our communities held and worked on drive-by parades. The one that I'll remember most was held up in Rockford between the uh, city of Rockford and the uh, community that we operate in Rockford. They got together to host a large drive-by parade for a resident who was a Rockford peach. If you remember, the Rockford peaches were featured uh, in the movie League of Our Own. There were 132 cars that lined up for this parade. It was a cloudy day. And the cars were lined up around Parkway with their lights on and reminded me of a scene out of Field of Dreams when the cars were driving into the field of our dream, a field of the dreams. The third is the reaction that we have uh, seen and the change of reaction that we have seen from family members. At the start of the pandemic, family members, as we uh, went to restricting visitors to essential visitors only. So family members could not come in on a routine basis. And we had lockdowns where residents were not able to come and go at the the community the way they normally would come and go. And their initial reaction was to possibly do this. In the past couple of months, it's thank God that you have been able to protect residents and staff members the way you have been able to protect residents and staff members. want to wish all of you a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, safe and happy holiday season, and thanks for this opportunity. Hello, everyone. My name is Cliff Ewing. I'm with Carrier Enterprise. One of the uh, big positives for 2020 for me was my new role at Carrier Enterprise. It was This role was what made it possible for me to connect with Han Brown and and be a guest on the Boomer Living podcast. Uh, We had a great discussion on that podcast. Uh, We talked about indoor air quality and ventilation. And one of the positives coming out of 2020 has been the emphasis on indoor air quality and uh, improved ventilation in buildings. And I believe moving forward that occupants are going to be healthier and happier with that improved air quality. On a personal note for myself, I've reawakened my passion for woodworking. I've started a new passion of of disc golf, and I find it's uh, less frustrating and a lot less costly than traditional golf. I'm seeking my Living Future accreditation through the International Living Future 
Institute, just something I've been wanting to do for a while, um, and meditating. I found that it's really helped with my physical, mental, and emotional health. So 2020 has been big about self-care. And outside of myself, uh, I'm very appreciative of my my neighbors and my family. I've luckily been surrounded by a group of people that will help out at the drop of a hat. I've been able to carve out time and space to to spend mornings with with my daughter before she goes to school. I've really enjoyed the time that we've had to to bond over mugs of coffee and cocoa and, and listen to podcasts together. It's been really special. And I this pandemic has helped me slow down and find space and find time that was there, but I, my awareness wasn't there to see it. Also, to my, my wonderful wife, who's shown great strength and leadership, she is, she's the leader of my daughter's Girl Scout troop, and she's shown perseverance and flexibility to, to make them have the same fabulous year this year that they did last year. And it's, it's truly amazing to see what she does. And thanks to all the working moms out there, I know this pandemic has uh, been especially hard for you and my heartfelt thanks. And finally, just getting outside with my family and, and, and enjoying nature and really increasing our appreciation of nature. That's it's better days are on the horizon, and I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, grocery store workers, delivery <clears throat> excuse me, delivery drivers, countless others that are working so hard to help us through this. And I just want to say that everyone stay healthy, be be vigilant, smile with your eyes behind those masks, and and have a happy and safe New Year. Thank you all. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Toll, and I'm the Memory Care Program Director at Open Arms Solutions Home Care, just outside uh, Chicago in Northbrook, Illinois. First of all, Hannah, thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts on this hugely challenging year for all of us. I was interested in hearing some of the comments of our earlier presenters very much in line with their thinking. I've had the pleasure, but also the great challenge of starting a new memory care at home program for our home care clients called Embrace here in the Chicago area. And uh, we started this program actually late last year in the conception phases. And uh, we never dreamed, of course, of what we would see in 2020. But it's really been uh, a great opportunity, as I think Catherine mentioned, to help tra transform home care services to our clients with some kind of memory impairment. So for me, that's been one of the biggest successes of our, our work in 2020. Interestingly, as Stephen mentioned, I think various categories of service, such as assisted living, um, skilled nursing, and in our case, home care, are really in a transformative kind of phase where they're looking to do things differently as a result of COVID. And so for us, that has actually meant some kind of partnership with some of the communities here in the Chicagoland area who have residents who haven't been able to participate in their normal social activities and otherwise. And it's given us a great opportunity to serve those clients um, in their home, which is actually within the bounds of the senior community. So I think it is an opportunity for us to break some new ground 
in the area of dementia and dementia services. And I'm just really pleased to to have the opportunity to to be engaged in that. We've had already some great success stories with some of our clients, and we're really optimistic about the future and moving forward. And as Cliff said, I too am interested in meditation, so I've had the opportunity this year to really focus a little more on my own personal role as a meditator. So that's been a great opportunity for me as well. So thank you again for this opportunity and best of you all, best to you all in 2021. Hi, I'm Tom Tressler. I'm with Hi Lois. We're a, a virtual communication platform and I've seen so much positive come about this year that it, it's almost hard to focus on the negative. The old saying, we've always done it that way, has completely gone out the window and that's really a, a great thing. I've seen both in long-term care communities and with people aging in place, a number of major positives. First of all, the light is really shining on loneliness and isolation. And I cannot believe the creativity, the innovation that's been sparked, both within the professional industry of aging, as well as just families with regard to getting back into touch, getting back connected with their older family members. And it's, it's just been so encouraging. And I hope it sticks. I believe it will from within the facilities and everybody that's been talking today just talks about the, the different efforts that they've been seeing or they've been participating in. And that's encouraging for me. I'm not technically in the industry. I'm just a provider of a service. The other part that I've seen that really is encouraging to me also is my world doesn't revolve around, but involves a lot of outdoor activity, a lot of outdoor exercise. I spent a lot of time on bike paths and on water kayaking and in hiking. And prior to the pandemic, the trails, the bike paths, the waterways were, were pretty empty. Initially, when everything struck, they were packed. All ages were out. And that tapered off eventually. I think a lot of people remembered why they didn't exercise. But what didn't really taper off is two, two areas. One were families. And this is from infants and strollers to the grandparents pushing those strollers. And that was incredibly encouraging, as well as just the older adult community as a whole. I see them more than ever on the bike paths, in kayaks, in trails, on the mountains. And it's just, it's fantastic because I think we've gotten away from exercise a lot and it's reinvigorated people. We didn't have a choice. That's all we had to do was exercise and we couldn't go to the gyms anymore. So it left the outdoors and the parks. And it's the, the important part for me is to see all these people. When I'm out, sometimes the solitude's great, but I get more pumped when able to see the older adults, especially, or them with their families enjoying nature because there's such a mental, emotional, and physical benefit to it that we weren't seeing that before. So it, there's been organizations, nonprofits springing up to encourage more of that in the future. And I think it's going to go a long way. And so those are my two big takeaways from this year because they've hit home so well. And I hope everybody does have a great holiday and, and get outside when you get a chance. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.